millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. Manager, new start. Ah, six. So, very good evening to you, and welcome to Charlton Live here, live from the Valley on this Sunday evening. I am your host for this evening, Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here. At the Valley, we've got Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, living the dream, mate. You? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still still in recovery mode. I think, <laughs> as is, I'm sure, Lewis Cat yeah, <laughs> having absolutely. joined yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah, good. That was a, a particularly uh, painful experience for all Charlton fans uh, yesterday. And anyone who's still got the uh, the wherewithal to actually want to listen to a Charlton-based show this evening, I thank you for joining us here <laughs> uh, live from the Valley on tonight's show. Of course, we will look back at yesterday's uh, the return of Jose Riga. Uh, didn't didn't get off to a great start, if we're being honest. Six uh, 0 defeat uh, away at Hull. We'll um, we'll hear from the man himself. I, I managed to get uh, a quick chat with him uh, after after yesterday's game, so we'll hear from him himself. And of course, more importantly, though, we want to hear from you. Uh, pretty much haven't written a script tonight because I know fully well that you guys are going to be cont- contacting us throughout the evening and uh, and writing our script for us. So get your emails in studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at charltonlive or if you go to the Charlton Life forum there's a Charlton Life thread on there and you can comment on there this evening as well uh, first things first I think we should probably start by listening back to the highlights from yesterday's game 
Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, sadly, because of the lack of, uh, of CFC player yesterday, um, I, I was, we were left with the option of recording the Northern duo, but I understand that the whole uh, commentators were pretty, pretty painful to listen to, so I've been asked not to, uh, not to play that. But um, you can imagine anyone, anyone sat at home trying to listen to that, Lewis. I mean, you were there to, to take it in firsthand. That was another horrible, horrible performance in a week of horrible, horrible performances. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just don't know what to say at the moment, do you? I mean, we took, we took a fairly large amount of people up there in after um, Huddersfield on Tuesday as well. Yeah. I thought that the following was good. We're in fine voice as well. Um, Started the game okay. Yeah. Um, it looks like, you know, could have got something out of it, a draw maybe, and then all of nine minutes goes by and that all goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, we started, the, the start the start of the game was actually, it wasn't too bad, was it? No, not at all. Um, I mean, in terms of everyone uh, playing together and Vettichelli looked strong as well. I thought him coming back into the starting lineup was going to be a uh, bit of an issue I thought especially on his own up top yeah seamlessly there I had to run and turn off the fan <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I hopefully no one noticed that a hurricane going on <laughs> yeah. there I mean uh, we, we had the, 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 the opening couple of moves I mean we looked actually reasonably comfortable my initial thoughts in that first five minutes was when you, we know that Jose when he came in last time he, he got the team sort of solid-ish like, yeah he, he likes to have the team organised and I yeah. thought the way we lined up it looked like that was going to be he'd instilled that already bearing in mind he's only been here since Thursday well, Thursday evening, whenever he actually came in. It looked like he'd come in and set out that he wanted an organised formation. He had the three midfielders in there in front of the defence, which is what I thought was required, especially against Hull, um, for that extra bit of protection. And then Vettichelli on his own up top, that was a bit of a shock for me because he's not been fit. Um, but I thought he did a job. And then Harriet and Goodman's on either side of it, you'd think would be threatening. Um, but... It was just it was just defensive, wasn't it? Everything seemed yeah. to fall apart I mean, yeah, pretty quickly. As as you can expect with a team with the the confidence as low as it could possibly get, um, as, as soon as one goal goes in, and then the flood the floodgates are just so wide open, and it was such a a basic error from Reese Williams. I mean, of course we we picked up Reese who, who who hasn't played football really for the best part of two years. He's played about ninety seconds worth of football <laughs> in that time. Uh, and I thought he's looked okay since he's come in, but he was just, I don't know if it was just ring rustiness or if it was just a lack of concentration or, you know, I think Jose sort of was talking about perhaps it, he, he was caught in two minds, whether, cause whether he was thinking about just trying to play the ball out and be safe or only thinking about not conceding a goal. And all of a sudden he's, he's let, he's given it straight to Abel Hernandez. If there's, I mean, there's plenty of strikers in the championship who, who, uh, who you don't want to give the ball to and Abel Hernandez is certainly one, one of them. them yeah. It's, it's hard for him. I mean, when he came on against uh, Forrest at home uh, for his first game, I thought he was going to bring something quite good to the side. He, he came on and he was rearing everybody up, sort of as, as a second Johnny Jackson, if you like, trying to get everyone, get a team spirit high. And we were trying to get push some for organisation. Like, that's it, yeah. And, you know, defenders make errors. It's, it's That's how it is. But it was a bit of a shocker. I thought he had a fair bit of time before Hernandez actually closed him down. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just a bit stupid from where we were. But... You've got to move on, as it's happened, doesn't it? Well, so, and, then, and then you see Hernandez going through one on one, and you, you just as when you see a, a strike of his quality bearing down on goal, mm. you know exactly what's coming next. Yeah. Um, can you think of a single striker in our apart from maybe Adam Lillipman, who's also out? There's, there's no, we haven't really got anyone in ourselves who would have done that, would we? Not really. No. Um, Vettichelli, maybe this time last year, but before that, even probably could have. Um, but apart from that. 
even even Igor on, on his even, better days, yeah. he's one on ones were a bit dodgy. Remember yeah. the one against Cardiff uh, on, on Boxing Day last season. Um, so yeah, so, so once you go a goal down, then you know what, what, what's, your, what's your game plan from then on? Do you try and do you try and soak it up and, and slow it down for a few minutes, or do you go gung ho? I mean, we we oh, we did we definitely didn't go gung ho, <laughs> but I mean we we, we maybe maybe just try and slow it down and and just take a little bit of the sting out of the game, knowing fully well that holes tails will be up all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and, and the, the most important thing is to make sure you don't concede a second, and, and we did it, and it was um, Hernandez again, and he had so much time. He just ran towards the edge of the box unchallenged. I mean, it was a lovely finish, I and mean, I have to say, yeah. Hull's finishing yesterday was really good. And um, I, it, I think if we look to try and compare the performances against Huddersfield and against Hull, I, ironically, I thought we were slightly better this yesterday than yeah. against Huddersfield, but we were just playing against a much better team. Hmm. But you, you, no matter who you're playing against, you cannot allow a striker that amount of room running at the edge of the box. No, definitely not. I mean, it's like you say, we should have, when the first goal went in, maybe settled back a little bit, passed the ball around got everyone's heads back into the game and try and get everyone's heads up and think, you know, it's only one goal. I mean, how many times have we been in this position before? Uh, you think at some point it's going to be a point we're going to be able to just say, look, it's one goal, we can come back from this. But it just doesn't seem to happen. The confidence in the in the whole squad is alarmingly low. I don't think I've ever seen it this low in all the time I've been coming to Charlton. I don't know about you two, but it, yeah. for me personally, I've never seen it this bad and it's... It's a big worry, but I hope that you know Jose can come in like he did last time and get everyone organised and hopefully lift everybody's spirits in camp a little bit and yeah. and see where we go from there. But of course, everyone listening, we certainly want to know what, what you guys make of, of Jose coming back. Um, uh, I mean, the, arguably the better the better of the options that are out there because uh, up until Wednesday, it seemed fairly confident that we were going to get Nabosh Vignovic in from Utrecht. <laughs> You're getting better at that, yeah. yeah. Well, still, no one's corrected me because no one actually knows what his name is. So, <laughs> well, I think everyone, everyone in the ground yesterday was calling him Nebo. Nebo, yeah. The I was saying to yeah. earlier, yeah. And, and uh, obviously, so he was an option, but it turns out we've got Jose. So we just want to know what, what you guys made of, of Jose. So don't forget to shoot you at charltonlive.hdk or you can uh, tweet us at Charlton Live. Um, when was I, I honestly can't remember the last time we went in 4-0 down at half-time. Did we play Notts County a few Oh, in League One, that's a good yeah, shot. I yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I can remember that was three 0 or four 0 but yeah. I remember that, and that was that was a bit. That was a bit of a shot though, because that, that there that was funny. We that, was, that was in the season, well, yeah, yeah, that we won League One, so that was a bit of a shock. It was um, a Jonathan Forte hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least, so at least we were falling down someone slightly better than Notts <laughs> County. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third goal, Robert Snodgrass. I mean, well, if we're talking about golfing class and golfing yeah. spending a, ability or, or wanting to spend that sort of money, obviously Hull have come down from the Premier League last season. They've got their parachute payments still and they're, they're sort of money bags and uh, you know a player the, the quality of Robert Snodgrass mm. up against our defence you know it's scary but that, that was a quality finish it was a really good one. goal wasn't it I mean I don't I don't know many keepers that would have got to that no. um, but again I, I still think that our defence could close people down a bit quicker I just think that we um, we give opposition attack striking like you know strike force is too much space like every time yeah. uh, the second goal was the best example of that but even the third as much of a good finish as it was to me, I still thought we should have closed them down a bit better. Yeah, uh, Kevin Kraut says that there was some decent finishes, but they had a lot of space on the edge of the box, as, as you've just said. So, it's sort of mm-hmm. agreeing with what we said there. The fourth one, I mean, a, a tap in for Hernandez for his hat trick before mm-hmm. half time, and but I mean, they, they, they seem to get him down their left hand, their left or right hand side a bit too easily, and yeah. even then, Hernandez is completely unmarked uh, about five yards out to, to finish, and mm-hmm. you know. You, you can pick apart this 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 size defending as he will, but that's something that Jose will obviously look at, and he, he knows the first things first. He's got to try and tighten up this defence because yeah. they're just shipping too many goals at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he, as well as shoring up the defence, he needs to try and instill a bit of self belief because as soon as um, as soon as we went one 0 down, because um, 
I saw um, on because I didn't go to the game but on Sky Sports. We had the first shot, didn't we? So, and you know the commentator. We started fairly brightly, but then as soon as we conceded the first goal, just mm. sort of the heart, I I just felt it on social media. The whole of the belief of the fans just thought, oh, here we go. And that's probably what's what's going through the players' heads at the moment. So they know we're probably not going to win the game and probably going to get beat. Um, so I think he needs to instill some sort of self-belief and some sort of confidence. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, first and foremost, he needs to shore up that defence. I don't know how. He needs to bring someone in or at least one person in because we can't carry up. We can't concede 11 goals um, in two games mm. for the rest of the season. But I think Abel Hernandez, that's the first time he's ever scored more than one goal in a game, isn't it, I think? I'm not sure about... Really? That can't be I, true. I don't know. I, I, also, I heard on, some sort of On stat. the Football League show, he'd never got a hat-trick before apart from for Uruguay. He'd never got a club hat-trick before. But yeah, yeah when, there's, when there's records to be broken, yeah. you know, yeah. it would be better to play than, than <laughs> Cholton. Yeah, no, exactly. But even their bench, you look at their bench in comparison to ours, Mm. It was just like no, it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, the, I mean they, had, they had the ability to bring oh. uh, Sonia Luco and Tom Huddleston <laughs> off the bench. Off the bench, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they had Akpom as well. They didn't even. Yeah, Akpom didn't even. Didn't didn't El Mahamedi on the bench. These are all yeah. Premier League names mm. that you'd recognise. Well, what, what, what do you say at half time like, when you're four 0 down? What can you possibly say, especially when it was a new team who you, you're probably not quite familiar with? What, what could Jose possibly said? I don't. What can you say? I mean, the only. It's just, yeah. <laughs> just you just have to try and get out there and win the second half. Lads. Yeah, literally, yeah. To keep it tight and just don't make you know just play for, for a bit of pride now. I think, but yeah. I mean, you're not you can't. I mean, if a manager turned around to me and turned, you know, well, come and come on, boys, let's win this five four. <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen. But yeah, that's the only thing you can say in a way is just just play for a bit of pride, try and win the second half, and just make a game of it, make it difficult for them. Um, which we didn't really I mean the, yeah. the, the resistance in the second half lasted 12 minutes and then um, goal of the game and it, that, that, <laughs> the sad thing about yesterday's game was I was trying, I was still trying to find some entertainment so Hull scored some good goals which you could sort of like, well, that was enjoyable I guess in a way mm-hmm. and they did that flashy thing with the floodlights it was yeah. quite cool yeah. <laughs> it was alright until yeah. after six times it was getting a bit annoying yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone with epilepsy music. would have been uh, yeah. taken out yeah if anyone didn't see Hull basically flashed their floodlights on and off when uh when they score a goal, um, did they have goal music as well? No, uh, did See, they? They... no, but they did have. They had the lyrics to the players' chants on the oh, screen. No oh no way! I didn't know oh, that. that oh. Yeah, they had the Hernandez <laughs> chant on the screen. I think, like, lyrics. I, and I stuff. think they should have at least three goals taken off the total just yeah, for that. Just for that, actually. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, so Mo- Modi Arme's goal, good, good quality yeah, finish. Another yeah. one yeah. that the Henderson perhaps couldn't do, and then and then we kept him at bay for another twenty-two minutes. Um, uh, in that time, I think we saw. Um, uh, uh, obviously, we saw uh, Williams go off for Fox, and I think I'm sure Williams would probably admit not not his best game. Uh, and <laughs> Morgan not. Morgan slotted into to the middle, didn't he? Of uh, or did Lennon go? I think yeah, Lennon there. went over to the middle, didn't yeah, he? So I, I don't really more... understand why Lennon played left back. I, mean, I don't know where Holmes Dennis was. I, that was who I was missing yesterday. Yeah, I mean, not not even on the bench. I'm not sure mm. if he was if he was injured or not. Um, uh, and Joshua Umera came on for, for Igor after 66 minutes and we, we were just discussing off air I mean obviously there's two trains of thought for this obviously this is uh, Umera's debut for Charlton uh, he's a player who scores goals in, in the youth team he's coming up through the ranks and he looks like a decent prospect but you know there's two schools of thought for people it's like you come on when you're 5-0 I mean, down at the time it's either absolutely no pressure obviously we're going to lose this game or is it you've just been chucked into mm. you know the tiger pit if you will <laughs> like you, yeah. you're losing 5-0 and you're just onto a hide into nothing and that would dent your confidence even further which, which way do you think that would affect him I think I mean the way I'd look at it would be that you know Jose would have grabbed him and just said there is nothing you can do wrong here <laughs> we're already I think was it 5-0 by the time he came on yeah 5-0 so you just think there's no pressure on the. It's kid, unlikely he whispered into his ear, "Go, go on, go and get six goals and make yeah, yourself a hero." Exactly. He could, you know, there's no. He could have done anything, and it wouldn't have mattered. It was just 
in my eyes, it was just to get him some get him some minutes, and mm. that was a good decision for me. Mm. I think we were never going to get back into the game, so using. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen throughout the season where um, young players have been chucked in clearly too early. I mean, I think I think, and we saw it even last season, Carlin Ahern Grant was the the most obvious one. That mm. for me, we, I mean, anyone who watches the the youth team would have known that there's actually a decent player in there, but we we just haven't seen it in the first team, and he's finally gone been sent out on loan yesterday to to Cambridge, but. There, there is the risk even with Umeri if, if he starts getting a lot of games mm. in the first team the same thing's going to happen to him and that's that's a bit of a worry yeah I mean they, they, you can look at it either way can't you because they do like with Lookman I suppose he's he's come in and again there's there's so much pressure on him um, and he's so young isn't he and, but, and young bodies obviously mm. take, start to take injuries as well yeah, you, you, at that age as well you're still finding your identity as a footballer as well so you're still learning your trade you're still finding you know what where you fit into the team because yeah they've got raw talent but you still need to build that and I think it's the best thing for Carlin to go out on loan I was surprised he's gone to um, where did he go Cambridge didn't he yeah Cambridge United I, yeah I did think they're league two aren't they so I was expecting him to go out to a league one team possibly not like Joe did um, but yeah I mean he's only there for a month initially uh, it's one month initially isn't it was it was that how long it was yeah, I didn't it might be right. yeah I, I could be wrong but I mean either way I think it's definitely the right for, thing for him yeah um, and it's only that Adam Ola probably would have been on that same train of thought. It's only because he sort of come in and banged a few goals in that. Obviously, he's well, you, I, straight I think, away. I think you, get, you, you get certain players like you, yeah. Joe Gomez, is, and maybe, maybe you're Adam Ola Lutmans, <coughs> where they, they are just that extra quality means that no mm. matter how young they are, they're gonna they're gonna have that be able mm. to make that step up. And I obviously we saw that with Joe. I mean, he walked straight into a Premier League team, yeah, yeah no, really a Shelby pretty poor well, Premier League team. But um, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, so you just wonder if you know for a certain level of player they'd be able to jump straight into it. But just Carlin's not not that level, unfortunately. No, I mean we've had our fair share. You know, we we had Jenko, we had John Joe. I mean. I know it's a chance show, but he's two balls yesterday. Did you see him? Yeah, yeah Newcastle. It's oh ridiculous. My, yeah. Oh my god! It's just, but yeah, no. So we do bring them. It's just obviously some, like you said, Lou. Sometimes you're not going to get them all to be on the same sort of level. So hopefully, Carlin yeah. can go over to Cambridge and come back a better player. Yeah. Obviously, bit of a bit of bad luck with a sixth goal. Uh, Isaac Hayden had had the shot from the edge of the box and deflected. I think of of Morgan Fox. And, you know, that one doesn't go in different game, is it? Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that was uh, the the one that added the the icing to the cake. And I think uh, the first time we conceded six, it must be since the uh, the Leeds game when we lost six one here at the Valley. And uh, what was the stats? Our biggest loss in about thirty odd years or Just something. Thirty two years. Thirty two years. Oh, well, at least we're we're breaking records. Um, don't forget we uh <laughs> We want to hear what you guys made of uh, of the defeat yesterday. And uh, TFT7797 says, uh, Johnson and Williams are clearly not going to save Charlton from relegation. A decent central defender uh, is needed. I agree with that. I mean, we've seen, we saw Roger Johnson last season. When he came in, started off well. But as as he, as he the season progressed towards the end of it, he sort of, as the team drifted away, we didn't end. The, the last three or four games of last season wasn't great. But, um, you know, he personally faded away as well. Do you think that we haven't, we haven't really seen anything like what... We saw it at, mm. at portions of last season when he was playing well. I think what is he's coming to a completely different side with a different mentality. I think everyone at the moment is so down. Even before Johnson came in, say three games ago, there was no no confidence in the side whatsoever. And I think it's a bigger ask of him this time to put it to you know match what he did before. Because I I you know I thought he was good. I I didn't. A lot of people sort of flag his mistakes. I remember the Blackburn game last year; he had an absolute horror. Yeah, but um. And, that, and that's and that's when he's he's playing in this side with no. I mean, we, yeah. we, I remember when he when he came in last year, we talked about how well he was, uh, how how he helped to organise the defence and that. And you know the, the, that just hasn't happened this year, unfortunately. That there has no. just been mistakes and un, unmarked headers from corners. We saw at Huddersfield, and 
you know, people walking through the team that we saw at Hull, and, and it just hasn't happened for him yet this season. No, I, we we really miss um, Alou Diara as well. I think we really do miss him. Like he's really really underrated in our side. I mean, a lot of a lot of people I've spoken to pick him out as one of our key men, but I think he's so important. A lot, even Patrick Bauer as well. Like you, you forget how young he is, but he's he's just as good. But I just think there's something about Diara that you know he's sat just in front of the defence, and he, I think he just mentors. All four of them, because they're all young, aren't they, really? Solly, Saar, Bauer, whoever they are, they're quite young. Just not Johnson mm. and Williams. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think we we really do miss him. And I'm not sure how long he's out for, but hopefully not too much longer. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully not too much longer. Wheeler says, the goals come through the midfield, at least four of them, Cousins and Jackson, were nowhere to be seen. We need Cashy and Diara. The game passes passes Jackson by. He's slow and has no impact going forward. Cousins, if played, has to be further forward. He isn't a... Uh, defensive uh, midfielder. I mean, we, the, the the conversation about Johnny Jackson comes up all the time, whether he mm. whether he actually imposes himself on games or not. I mean, because every time he's not in the team, we see him, when we were seeing them falling apart, and then we saw the impact he had at Birmingham away at Fulham mm. at home this season. <laughs> oh, excuse me, but over the last few weeks, like, even him being in the team, it hasn't made any difference, has it? Not really. No, not really. It's, it's an, <coughs> Jacko, <laughs> the whole Jacko situation is so. Um, it just seems so complex because. Personally, if would I start Jacko every week? No, but then in the sort of current form that we're in, you're going to need you're going to need we need leaders and you need people with experience. So because otherwise you're going to chuck in another kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it, it's a bit of a hard one. I mean, I'd still put him in there just for. I don't yeah, I don't think he's a central midfielder like a holding player because like that person said, he's not got the pace. But. I don't even think I don't think Diego's a holding player either. I think he's a bit more. I'd, I'd have to say with the Diego's performance yesterday, I was um I was I was going through and sort of sorting out my um my stuff for the for Tuesday's paper, mm-hmm. and we have to go through and give each player a mark out of mm-hmm. ten. And so I was writing down the starting lineup, just copying it out from my notes, and I wrote I wrote down Diego Poyet's name. I honestly cannot remember seeing him on the pitch no, yesterday. I was saying that to the guys on the train on the way back yesterday. I don't I don't think he he brought anything to the yeah, I, I, I saw him touch the ball. Yeah, I literally I was just shocked to see these names on the list. I forgot he was there and that's probably the only player I can say that mm. about. And that's 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 worrying because we saw the sort of impact he had when he first came into the Charlton squad two years ago under Chris Powell and then continued under Jose. You know, he he was an important player for us, but he just made absolutely no difference yesterday and that's no. that's worrying, isn't it? It is really, but I mean, going back to the Jackson point as well, I think people sort of look on him as as being the only leader in the side, and I don't think any side can survive with just the one leader. I mean, I think you need those those other senior heads like Diara and you know even Johnson Williams to you've got to help Jackson a little bit in terms of leadership. I mean, like we said with Solly being the vice captain, I'm not sure how he suits that role. I mean, I'd like to think he'd, he'd do well at been at the club a long time, but. I mean, the two people I look at mostly for leadership and get the team together are Stephen Henderson and Johnny Jackson. Yeah, and I think I think it's quite unfair that people put so much pressure on Johnny to, you know, to be the one that just puts everyone forward. I mean, yes, he's the captain, but I think the whole team needs to pull together and you know help him as well. Because I mean, like we've said, he's not he's not the youngest of players anymore. He's not going to be around forever. And who's going to if you could look at that side yesterday and Johnny Jackson left the club tomorrow? Who would you put the armband on? That's, that's yeah. the I mean, sort of Colchester's a situation where Morgan Fox stuck, got, <laughs> yeah. got stuck with the armband after, exactly. after Jordan Cousins had gone off injured, Solly wasn't playing. I mean, you know, there's a few what, what we'd call Charlton players, you know, tra- traditional mm. Charlton players who, who've been here a bit longer, perhaps, that none of them really feel like the player you'd step up to the plate to, to, to make um, the captain. I think um, it's, it's probably important, actually, but we haven't really actually had, had the full on discussion, but 
obviously Jose, Jose's here now. Um, should, should we be saying that? Are you are you happy with that appointment? Um, I mean, I'm in two minds about it. Only because it doesn't feel any different in terms of policy what, or what was said. And uh, there was no, there was no other. Again, there was yeah. no, there was no search beyond the, 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 the network the and Roland's boys. Yeah, the, the the search that apparently started back in October that never did and now has. And then stopped after eighteen hours. That that annoys me. But he he did well last time. I think he's a good coach. And I think if you know under any different circumstance, if he'd have come in and done the job that he did and stayed, that he would have stayed for a long time. I think he's a, I think he's a good coach. I think he can do well here. I think the thing that annoys me the most is that the the whole the way of the regime did not change in terms of trying to hire somebody mm. when the guy that you can only pronounce his name <laughs> was linked with the, the job boss of Ignovich. him <laughs> yeah that guy yeah. Um, I thought yeah here we go again and then when when it was when it came out that he wasn't coming and that whatever had been said and he wasn't wasn't going to be coming in I thought this could be a turning point now they've got the chance to yeah especially when there was rumours coming out that, that apparently we were going to start looking for a British manager or yeah exactly someone said yeah, that that was going to be the start yeah. I think they've uh, swung it around to, yeah, I mean, Jose's got, well, got four months at Blackpool and about three months with us I guess so you could yeah. argue he's got six months British uh, mm. or seven months British experience mm. but yeah. whether that counts for, for much we'll see I guess um, uh, the, obviously Jose's connection with the network he's been involved with it before um, is is uh, is interesting, isn't it? And it is something that you could be could be the owner with that perhaps you've gone for another network person. But I, I I wanted to know yesterday how Jose feels about particularly Roland, but the network itself. Because don't forget, this is a man who's been. Is, I mean, this is his fourth job now. He's been at Standard Age twice and Charlton twice within the network. Mm. And after all of those jobs, he's he's moved on for different reasons. But definitely, I mean, his, his contract was definitely not extended here. No. And and he wanted to stay, and so um, I think it's, I think we listened to to Jose's interview now after after yesterday's game, and he does waffle on one hell of a lot. <laughs> so I, I asked the first question, and he bangs on for nearly four minutes, which is you know great for uh, he, he gave a really clear and concise answer. Mm-hmm. But it's not good for when I've got had a train to run for, but um, uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, and then uh, the second question I ask him is about his his relationship with the owner, and I have to think, I mean, make sure you listen out to the answer for that one because uh, I have to admit, it put a big smile on my face. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, have a listen to, to what Jose Riga had to say after his uh, return to the dugout uh, in, in Charlton Colours ended in a horrendous 6-0 defeat yesterday. Jose, uh, a difficult return to English football for you, a 6-0 defeat here at Hull. Uh, what did you make of the display by your new team? As you said, as welcome. I, I would prefer another scenario, of course. Um, I think, first of all, we, we have to know that we face maybe the best team of the moment. That's the reality of one of the best in the championship. Very performant at home. We start with a, a game plan. The problem was that we give the first goal. So everything started to be difficult for our team already. Missing confident individually and collectively. Then, of course, everything started to be more difficult. We're trying to play, but after the first goal, we were between two wide following by playing or just looking for not conceding but even one or the second list solution we can find a way so what I saw is that a lot of players missing of confidence for sure it's quite normal regarding the situation second is some of them are coming from injuries and the only good thing today that they took some time game as Igor 
as um, good months, and sometimes they did well, some amount of the game. But um, of course, we miss a lot. We miss of everything, tactically, technically, fitness. But I know also because I know some of the player. I don't know all. I had to discover. For me, maybe the easy solution was to stay in the stadium. But I'm not like this. When I take the responsibility, I prefer to be inside the pitch. And as I told to the player, if we improve individually in what we have to improve and we can win 30% of each of them, then you can add this 30%, of course, you will see another team. What I know also by experience, that when you are in this situation, everything starts to be difficult. You think you have no legs. Not able anymore to dribble, not able anymore to make a pass, not even anymore to defend. So, our chance, I can say, is that first, there are still 19 games to play. It means a lot of points to take. Second, in the next few weeks, we have one game a week, which is very important to be able to prepare the next game and not two games a week can be difficult in our situation and then it's about making the right evaluation not staying only in the emotion of this worst result but just see the reality face to the reality first of all be able to identify what happened and then of course be able also to find the right solution and if I'm here it's because I believe that I can do it and we can do it now of course, everybody has to be concerned. The player first, we have to work on the fitness aspect, I repeat it. We have to work technically, technically, and of course, we need maybe some help with player. Yeah, I mean. Because that's also reality. So, if we can enjoy all this point, I'm sure, I'm sure. I've never been relegated in my life, and I don't want. That's why I'm here. That's why I, I was coming, because, again, Charlton means a lot for me. And even I'm very disappointed for the team, for the club, for the supporters. Okay, I was hoping to start the new story in another way. It's not because you succeed one time that you can succeed second time, but I believe in my capacity and I believe in the fact that everybody wants the same. And this can make the difference. For you uh, personally, did it take you uh, much persuading for you to come back to the to the valley and, and to work for with Roland again? Obviously, there was a situation where he didn't extend your contract after the first the first um, spell here. Were you, were you quite happy to come back and work with with him? You know, I'm I'm coming back with Charlton. <laughs> That's a big difference, and uh, coming back because because um, the owner know that I have something special with Charlton. I don't know why. I knew a lot of different clubs, but certainly also with England. And I already repeat the same. You know that I was disappointed that I don't have the possibility to stay. I must be honest, I had other opportunities just right now. But maybe I don't choose the more easy. But okay, it was my my feeling, to speak. My, so now, after this first feeling, I know that... I have to do the job. I repeat, not alone, all together. You have to identify what we miss. And after, sure, I believe we have enough game 
to do what we have to do. Okay, and you said, as you say, 19 games left. Uh, you, you've had a, a couple of days now to try and assess the squad again. Do you think you'll be going into the transfer market? I hope so, because it's part of the reality that we have to face. <clears throat> the team actually has to be to be helped, and so we need to to find the right targets. Really, be able to to give something more to the team because because we need, and then work with the player that we have at this moment, because I'm sure most of them, you don't see the, the real value today, the day before. You know, I know football and some situation, I repeat, you don't recognize the team, and I hope that we can say the same, but on the opposite way in the next game. Okay. And, uh, just under 400 Charlton fans made the trip today, a lot more at home obviously would be worried by the results today. What's your message to the Charlton fans? Trust me. I mean, I'm not here for for me. For, for I'm here just because. First of all, they think I think they appreciate a lot the work I was doing. Not only because we stay up, but I think that they know that I'm completely involved in this club. That I just want the same that us. When I say that we need everybody, I need also the supporters. Because it's a main point for, for us, it's a key point. In this kind of fight to survive, supporters are, are key for me, a key. And so, if we speak about confidence, the player needs support to be in confidence. And the only thing I will ask to my player in the next game, of course, is first to work hard daily, and then after to give everything on the pitch. And then the link with the supporter will work again, I'm sure. So that's my message. Good. Just do it all together, not for myself, just for Charlton. Live, you're listening here live from the Valley on a Sunday evening. This is Louis Mendes joining me in the studio. Is uh, Nathan Miller and uh, Lewis Katz. Um, that was Jose Riga, uh, and his message to the Charlton fans, sponsored by Nike, is just do it. <laughs> um, uh, I've tweeted out there trying to find out what, what people made of, uh, of, of the appointment of, of Jose. Um, uh, uh, Jay Doran says that I asked if, if he was happy with it. Jay Doran says yes. Don't forget, he didn't ha- he hadn't held a, a training session before. The Hulk, well, he's put the Hulk game, actually, and that would explain why we lost 6-0 if we were playing the team <laughs> of uh, Hulk, but I, I assume he means the whole game. Uh, uh, Lisbon, on the other hand, says, because uh, uh, Jose calls the fans to trust him, he says, trust him, lol, no. A top championship manager wouldn't have let us go 6-0 down. It's another disastrous decision. I mean, don't forget that, as, as Jay Doran did point out, he hadn't held a training mm. session, so that, that's mm. no time for him to, to get his ideas across, and, and Jose said that it would have been easier for him to sit in the stand 
Uh, but he wanted to take responsibility for any performance that, that came across. Obviously, it was a very poor performance and, and stand at the touch. I mean, do, do you think he would have been better served in the stand for that first game? I don't know, really. I mean, I think the way the way he's come across is that he's, like he said, he's, he's involved with Charlton, isn't he? I think I don't think he could have sat there in the stand and witnessed that without taking some sort of flack. We had 400 Charlton fans who had to sit there and witness it. Yeah. And they're quite involved with Charlton. It's pretty yeah, painful, exactly, yeah. But um, I think that you know, the, the sooner he was on the touchline, the better, in, in, in my view. But yeah. um, I don't think you can take too much responsibility for what happened yesterday. Obviously, really. uh, the, the, the question I told you all to listen out for, and this is the one that when he answered it, and uh, being uh, being a sucker for a, for a bit of a, a charming man, um, <laughs> uh, I, I said I asked the question, "What's it like for him to come back and work with Roland?" Because Roland did not extend his contract, and I'm trying. I've, I've been trying to look up how he was actually left standard age on the on the two occasions, but I, I assume he must have at least been sacked at once of them. Hmm. Um, so this is how it would be for him to work with Roland. And also, don't forget that if you look at the end of his first spell here, I, I think Jose's a little bit of a rebel. I, I think, you know, if you look at the players he was playing, he was not playing mm. network players, he was playing Chris Powell's Charlton players. I think he, he turned around to to Roland and, and said, you know, the players you bought me are not good enough, I'm mm. going to play the players that that I need to, if you, if you want us to stay up. And in a way, I wonder if that's why he didn't get to get his contract extended. So I asked him if he was happy to come back with Roland and work with Roland, and he said he's happy to come back and work with Charlton, which is... is, is it's very rare for a um, a manager to come out in his first um, in his first interview after being appointed by someone and slag them off. But that's yeah. pretty much what he's done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think <coughs> what he said about um, about Roland, uh, you could read it of two ways. You could either read it that way, or you could just read it that he's just trying to build that rapport with the uh, with the fans straight away and try and sort of. So how it finished with Riga was, you know, he kept us up. Um, he was playing non-network players, and so for Roland to not want him to remain for keeping his side in the championship just just makes the whole thing even more farcical. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so he, he's kept his team up to save save him a lot of money, and then he's still no, yeah, you can go now. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Riga appointment, yeah, I said it on Thursday. It's, it's the best of a bad bunch. I think it's the best that we were going to get. We oh, so I mean, I mean this is clearly that Roland is going to either keep keep the search limited to the network or yeah. to people he knows at least. He's obviously got major trust issues, um, yeah. Roland. He, he would only go with someone he knows. And he, but like I say, even then, I, I think that Jose is a bit... You know, we, we saw it at Blackpool as well where he was accused of going away, uh, going back to his family in Belgium when, when the owner told him not to. And he, mm. He's not always going to play by the rules that the, the owner's going to give him. Uh, and and that's why I think it's a slightly surprising, uh, slightly surprising appointment from Roland. And I also think that perhaps with the way that Roland does treat his managers, you know, hire and fire in and out, quick, quick, mm. and you know, not not much of a stay of execution for these people. They come in, and if they're doing badly, they go. I think that he's going to burn bridges himself with with, with uh, managers, and that's why you'll see people like and players as well. You look at Roger Johnson; we bought him in mm. for six months, and I think in his view, he reckons he did okay. Um, he probably felt slightly messed around that he didn't get a contract at the end of last season they come crawling back to him this mm. season uh, offer him a six month deal and he says no go and stuff it yeah. I'll mm. only come and play with you if, you if you give me an 18 month deal and Roland tries to play hardball for about an hour by the sounds of it and then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then comes back and, and I, think, I honestly think that's what happened with Jose as well I think he would have asked him to do the six month thing again Jose said probably I reckon Jose would have said no mm. and, and, and now he's got an 18 month contract so it's, it's just a funny way of managing people really from, from Roland um, yeah. and, and that I think is going to cost him you know, people and money over time definitely I, I can only yeah, I can only agree there I think 
I mean, the way the way he's treated all of them. I mean, on in terms of network appointments and and who he trusts, was was Bob Peters from the network, or was he just? He was no, he was a he was a young and up and coming manager though. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, the the sort of thing that and and also arguably promoted above his uh, his experience, as you could say with everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I read somewhere about Bob Peters is that the reason that Roland got rid of uh, originally was because. Bob Peters was going to play the kids. Exactly, exactly. Which is, again, I think it's a bit, a bit stupid because I mean, Riga was playing Poyet, he was playing Solly. I mean, there was he was playing kids, and I mean, Bob really, from kids to come out of the youth academy that I remember him playing, it was only really Aaron Grant that he yeah. got that he and, brought through, and that was too early because you look at him now and he's struggling. Yeah, and maybe Gomez as well. I'm just trying and, to think yeah, about yeah, there's so many yeah. managerial changes mm-hmm. now. It's hard, it's hard to fit a player in with a manager. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Matt White says uh, it's not about trust. Oh, it was nice to meet you, by the way, yesterday, Matt. He says it's not about trusting Riga. It's the fact that we can't and don't trust Katrine and Roland's situation got worse since he was last here. Richard Justin says that he's pleased Jose, uh, Jose is back. Not giving him the job 18 months ago was madness. Uh, and now this is a good point by um, uh, TFT7797. I don't know why I, I can't keep calling you that. Just got TFT. <laughs> yeah, TFT. Uh, Two footed tackle. That's yeah. what I hear. Um, <laughs> Uh, he says, at least he is asking for reinforcements straight off. Riga is a decent guy. Situation worse this time. RD needs to strengthen. This is what um, I was sort of saying about how I think that, that um, Riga stands up to mm. his owners and to his, mm. ma- to his to his personal managers. Whereas we saw it with Carroll, and this was, uh, I mean, just a, a sure sign of his inexperience. And you know, his downfall it was a lot. A lot of his downfall, apart from the fact that he obviously we're doing terribly, was his answers to the press about stuff and yeah. the way perhaps you felt like he was trying to play along the, the party line and toe the party line trying to say that you know when, when you ask him questions about whether we need reinforcements you say we, can, we, we have 11 players on the pitch don't you? I mean that's that's a pub league answer <laughs> that is that's, you know, if, if you can get 11 players on the pitch and get a game on sure but you know Jose's come out straight away and not be, beating about in the bush at all he said we need players and I think that's positive, and I think that Jose will put pressure on Roland to act within this month, and hopefully Roland will relent and actually sign us some players. Because if we don't mm-hmm. sign players, there's only one place we're going, and that's for League One. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd agree with um, with TFT, T-Foot Tackle, that uh, <laughs> he should have been given the job 18 months ago. I think it's it's ridiculous that he wasn't, because, I mean, you can only you can only think, with how well he did in the time he had, that like thinking how well he could have done over a whole season if he'd have been given... Money like Bob Peters was over a summer window, and money like Guy Luzon was over a summer window. What he could have done, um, and yeah, you agree. Both of those guys brought in good players. I mean, Bob Peters brought in Goodmanson and, and Igor and stuff like that, and uh, Luzon brought in Cashy, who who just said off air that we miss a lot. And mm. I, I think Riga would have had a similar effect, but I, I, I just think over a full season he could have. I think we could have challenged for the top six. Yeah. I think you need you need you needed someone like Riga as well to actually to. to uh, Say say it to Roland as it is. So you know, yeah. you want me to save you again, save your club again. You got to give me the tools to do it. Because last time we done it, and he didn't play the network players, um, and obviously we went on that sort of crazy run where we we stayed up, which was great. So I think we needed that from Jose to come out and say, well, you know, I, we do need the players because it's the only way you any hope you're really hoping is that they're going to give him some money to spend because otherwise, like you said, this the only one place we're going to go if we don't is down to where Mirwa are so yeah. 
That's the last place anyone wants to go. Well, we've got plenty of tweets and emails to get through. Keep, keep them coming in. Studio at chaltonlive.co.uk. Or you can tweet us at chaltonlive. Uh, Nick Gray uh, says Chalton fans need to unite and attend the biggest protest yet after the, the Blackburn game. Lennon <coughs> excuse me, played left back through necessity. Fox has been absolutely terrible in recent weeks, including the Colchester game. Sebo Lewis is on game 852 now. Mm. I've told him now. I've bumped into him yesterday, obviously, because <coughs> you can't go to a Chalton game and not bump into Sebo, but... I told him yesterday that I'm going to remind him of the number of games he's on every time I see him now. So 852 yesterday. He says, uh, I was hoping the number of times Hull flashed their floodlights, it was going to cause a short circuit, meaning the game would be abandoned. I mean, we talk about tactics. We talk about, you know, game plans. Getting the game abandoned, that's not a bad one, is it? We don't against Doncaster. Yeah, we don't against Doncaster. We've used it before. We'll, we'll Jacko use it again. With, with Jacko with his bottle, when not he? Squirting <laughs> the water and the pitch. Yeah, really. that made the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Wheeler says, uh, we need centre-backs. Bauer is the only solid, consistent centre-half we have. Diara can play there, but he's needed... Uh, but we need a, a natural centre-back. Roger Johnson and Reese Williams were pointless. 28 days for a guy that's not played for two years. And Roger Johnson is, is 10 years past it, uh says Wheeler. Uh, Tom Wallin uh, of this parish is not in this evening. He says we need Jacko's character in a 22-year-old cent- central midfielder as it is he gives better impact from the bench. Cashy and Diara when fit for me. Matt Gainsford said a new owner aside we need a genuinely attacking midfielder mm. who can pay, play forward incisive uh, passes. Poya is just another defensive midfielder. And like I say, I mean, obviously, even, even though he's a defensive midfielder, I, I honestly did not remember he was on that pitch yesterday. Mm, so no. I mean, what, what do you think the situation is with Diego? Because he wasn't getting in the Milton Keynes team. And now and any Charlton fan would have been surprised by that. What, what, I honestly can't put my finger on, because obviously he hasn't pulled up any trees in the two or three games since he's come back yet. No, I think, I think it was, a, it's a, it was a, a more in leaning towards that he knows the club, he knows... He knows more importantly, it, we knew him. Yeah, We've we heard knew of him. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he knows the championship, and, I, and that's what I think it was. I don't think it was... Um, because obviously he came in over when Carol was here, um, so I think they've just gone down the road of just saying let's get an experience in or people who were here with last year so they know the situation, but done it on the cheap. Um, because I, I mean, a loan is a loan. I mean, they're probably paying some of his wages, but I don't think they would have paid a fee as such to West Ham or anything. Well, for you it. never, you never know with the, no. with the way it works. I mean, yeah, you just don't but, know. But, yeah, so I mean. I think it was more down the road of, you know, he knows us and we know him and it was that. It was just sort of lazy scouting, really, I think. But I don't know. It's what I mean. We, none of us know about it's the course, like transfer. Carroll, um, in, in, when he was here, obviously uh, eager to make sure that he didn't take responsibility for the signings made when he wasn't here. But he was he was quite eager to, uh, when asked after the Colchester game, if he was involved in the signings of, uh, you know, Johnson and, and Poyer, uh, he, he just gave a one-word answer, just yes. Uh, so he's obviously he's obviously. Uh, it's good to talk. Yeah, yeah, angered about that question. Well, it's better than. Uh, <clears throat> well, he did it. Obviously, he didn't actually hide in a laundry basket, but everyone <laughs> everyone likes that story, so it's funny. And there was uh, we've re- retweeted from the Charlton Live account a bit earlier. There was a Charlton fan yesterday who turned up in a laundry basket, cut the bottoms out of, of the laundry basket so he could put his legs in it. I mean, and that is dedication to the gag, isn't it? <laughs> Be interesting to find out. Do you, does it say you actually, who it was, or was it? Just... <laughs> Was the was the tweet from the person who took the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only in the photo you can only see the person's bum. well laundry basket and bum. And <laughs> I, I know a lot of Chomp fans, but I don't know them all that well. <laughs> uh, one Chomp fan I do know is Brian Cole, but again, not that well. Uh, he says uh, it's a fact that we haven't led a uh, let a goal in for twenty six hours. Things are looking up, and uh, Brian uh, lives down in on the south coast, and he's travelled eleven hundred miles just under to watch the addicts. Uh, concede 11 goals this uh, so that's 100 miles per goal that's economical if you could get 100 miles per gallon you'd be quite happy wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you so 100, 100 miles per goal isn't too bad Tom uh, says 
uh, carrying on about Jackson. Problem is, we rely on his leadership so much. Giving him a break means someone else is forced to step up and show him. We've had this conversation so many mm. times on the show, but and we've already had it. You, you just don't see anyone else who's, who's got that vocal ability. Mm. Perhaps maybe Roger Johnson, but he's not playing well himself at the moment mm. to be to be that leader for the for the side. Mm. For me, for for us to get out of this, um, to get out of this whole. Like, Lewis uh, sort of alluded to it earlier. He said you need the whole team to sort of step up now. You need to hope everyone to sort of help out each other and be a leader in their own way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some of them are not going to, you know, look, we know that Solly's not going to be the most vocal, but him, his performances and his sort of, his determination, I think that game against Forrest, I think there was a sort of 50-50 tackle in the middle of the pitch when he was right back and he just went flinging in and he won the ball. And it's things like that which will pick the whole mm. team up, the whole crowd up. You don't have to be vocal, it's just your performance and your sort of mentality really and your work rate which yeah. will pick everyone else up. Right, uh, Cantor Zadik on the um, uh, the forum uh, giving us a post, he says, my take on things, it's so uncholten the way that we're playing. We've always been a team without huge amounts of talent, but full of grafters who care. Mm. We've had the spirit that makes the team greater than some of the parts. Everyone from the top to the bottom of this club has bought into it, and so we have always been a team that was tough to face. We've always had a manager who knew the league, but, uh, but also knew his limitations and those of his players, so we played to our strengths. We were well-drilled and organised, a tough team to beat with a never-to-say-die attitude. So as fans, we could turn up every week, no matter what, who we were playing and knowing the boys were putting a shift and we were always in with a shout of coming away with a point or more. Just makes me uh, so sad to see all of this has gone. There's no spirit, no fight. We're a dig- we are a disorganised rabble when we roll over once we go one goal down. This is so uncholten. I don't entirely blame the players, but there are one or two individuals in that squad that need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. I blame it on poor recruitment that doesn't uh, take into account things like character or personality. I also blame consecutive... Poor manager. <laughs> Let's clean this one up a bit. Poor managers who can't set a def- up a defence team. And those are just the issues on the footballing side. I hope to God that Jose can turn it around, but it's going to take a miracle. And I put on, on the end of my match report yesterday, I put if, if Jose keeps us up, they'll be tempted to name Stand after him in the Valley. Because it's, such, it's <laughs> yeah. such a big job on his, um, on his hands. Cantor's uh, uh, Addict there talks about the recruitment policy. Um, I, I think it's a reasonably well known fact here that Charlton's um, scouting. And uh, I, I know that Carroll wasn't a fan of this because he, he told me, but I know that uh, scouting um, here, a lot of it is actually done by video and stuff, and that's looking purely at players on video and mm. maybe statistics and stuff. And they, you do not pick up the character, and you can end up with the sort of player like perhaps one who might be returning online from Cardiff, where they're a mm. bit of a, they can be a bit of a disruptive influence. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've never got how you can you can sort of scout someone via a YouTube video or, or I just don't really see the 
Yeah, see the point in it. I remember there's so many times when you, when you sign an, an unknown player and all, all the fans go on YouTube and I look and think, oh, he's, he's going to be quality. And then when it comes around to it, it's like, oh. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot. I mean, I just going back, I know we're going back and I'm banging on about the old Kirby drum again. <laughs> but Kirby in his book, if you read it, every single player he signed, he obviously went and watched him and then he rang, a, he rang uh, players, ex professionals, managers to find out what the guy's sort of mentality was what his fabric is you know what's he like as a man what's he like personally you know what I mean so he so Kovacic knew what it took to be part of Jolton so you know so we <coughs> that's how we signed our players now if you're just judging it by a YouTube video mm. I suggest oh, I'm going to get someone who's good at sort of video probably you Lou I'll get a little montage <laughs> I'll set set myself up and then I'll send it in and then hopefully I'll get a little contract yeah. but that's that what what how can you like you said yeah. how can you do that on a on a video well that's the thing like before you two even join the show what you don't know is I actually found around all your mates and you're yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> to find out what sort of guys you were <laughs> <laughs> uh, right we'll be back uh, we'll be back in a couple of seconds we've got hundreds of emails to get through including uh, we've, we've got one from a Blackpool fan who's picked up on the, the situation at Charlton and obviously noticed the similarities between uh, Blackpool and Charlton so that's, that'll be a fascinating interview and of course we've got I met on the train yesterday and was, uh, I'm so glad I did David White uh, Soapbox Sam is called on the uh, on, on the Charlton Life Forum, and he, he um, he's, a, he's a bit of a poet in, in his uh, in his uh, spare time, and he had a, a couple of spare uh, hours on the train up to the ground, uh, on the train up to Hull yesterday, of course, and he, he penned a little a little Charlton poem, so we'll we'll hear from uh, from that as well in a couple of minutes here on Charlton Life. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Well, Matt Charlton Live here, live on a Sunday evening from the Valley. Right, let's get into these uh, these emails, and I think uh, I think we'll start off with with the email from uh, from Soapbox Hands, David White, because uh, uh, well, we need cheering up. We've just been talking about horrible, <laughs> horrible, miserable stuff all the all the time. It was um, it was really great to meet you, David, yesterday. And uh, and your son on the train also met Essex Al and his grandson, who was the mascot, the poor little thing. He was the mascot, the Charlton mascot of the ground yesterday. Uh, so um, uh, whereas I hope he had a great day, and I'm sure he did, even though uh, the result didn't quite go our way. Uh, but this is uh, this is David White. It says uh, hi, Louis and, and gang. He says written on the train between Peterborough and Grantham on the way to Hull via Donning with only the aid of coffee, a pen, and paper. How do you write with coffee? He must have got all the paper all wet. But <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, Dave <laughs> said he, Dave said he wasn't uh, he wasn't he wasn't drinking on the train yesterday. He was having a having a, a sober day, so he had a, a chance to to have a think about Cholton. Uh, and this uh, this little uh, poem is called Cholton, my true love. He says Cholton, I need you like a camel needs its hump, and like a pregnant woman needs her bump. Cholton, I need you like Morecambe needed wires, and like like a chameleon needs a disguise. Cholton, I need you like an away win needs a home defeat, and like a free course meal needs a sweet. Cholton, I need you like Casanova needed women, like Re- and Re- Rebecca Adlington needed swimming. Cholton, I need you like the tug of war team needs a rope, and the junkie needs his dope. <laughs> Cholton, I need you like the old lady needs her bingo. And the Beatles needed Ringo. Cholton, I need you like Katrine needs Roland and Hitler needed to invade Poland. Cholton, I need you like Roland needs Katrine and a nightmare needs a dream. Cholton, My True Love by Soapbox Sam. And that was uh, a lovely stuff. If, um, if you guys want to uh, send in your own, your own Cholton-related poem. And, you know, 
it's obviously it's not it's not the we very rarely get poems into the but this is a Charlton fan who's travelled all the way up to Hull and, and he's he's putting pouring out his heart onto onto a bit of paper here and he's talking about how how much this team needs needs to him and you can you could tell I was chatting to him the, the whole way home yesterday uh, you could tell how how hard it is for, for fans like him who go up and down the country to to see. The, the team performing and perhaps the unrest, how hard it is for, for someone who has this much passion. So we were talking about, we, we were sat next to QPR fans on the way home. We were cheering them up with our stories. They're just, they're just <laughs> mid-table. Um, and we're talking about, you know, fan stands for fanatic. And, that, and that's what we are. And that's why it, it's so hard for, for Charlton fans to see what's going on at the moment. No, definitely. I, don't, I think you'd have to look quite, quite far to find fans as loyal as, as our lot uh, in the country these days. Um, I mean, it's admirable. That's what you get from a lot of other fans from other clubs. They they point Charlton out as this example of of loyal fans who never give up on their club. And I mean, I I don't know many clubs that are like this. And obviously, the times are tough at the moment. But the fans pulling together and doing what they do, even with these peaceful protests and stuff, seems to be our way of doing things. And mm. I think this is admirable because you know we could be outside the West Ham with flares and all sorts of stuff, but we, but they're not this this peaceful. And yeah, oh, that's the. That's the the bit that needs a bit of admiration, I feel. Yeah. Uh, just at the end of his email, Dave says, "Guys, could you please tell the Charlton folk about my brother Michael White and his melodic version of Valley Floyd Road, which can be seen on YouTube uh, if you search for the channel The Michael Three Three Seven Three 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 Seven. So that's The Michael Three 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 Seven, all one word, which he did for the twentieth anniversary of the Valley of the Return to the Valley. Uh, One thousand two hundred fifty views on the last count. Other songs are available. If um, if you can drop us a link to that uh, mm. to that um, song, David, we'll, we'll get that." retweeted out there right um like i say plenty of emails to get through we're gonna start down the uh, the bottom this is uh, from freddie wells it came in uh, during the week he says hi guys great show just wanted to have a bit of a rant about what's happened uh, this week first of all i'm relatively pleased with the appointment of jose riga uh, jose riga sorry and i'm sure i still haven't decided which one to go for it is jose but every now and then i slip back into jose uh he says um i'm relatively pleased with the appointment of jose riga as i'm sure he'll have the backing of the players to get us out of trouble the manner of his appointment however is farcical Murray claimed in his Q&A session that Roland uh, knows he massively underestimated the quality of the championship. If this is true, why did he try and appoint the unpronounceable one, uh, you're only worse if you can't pronounce it, <laughs> uh, from Ujpest, despite the calls from every single corner of England for a manager with experience in the championship? Thank goodness for those who, according to Rick Everett, showed such outrage from inside the club that Roland changed his mind. The Riga appointment does remind me of your comments like the other week regarding Roger Johnson. Both were slightly dumped by the regime, deemed not good enough, before being asked to come back and both are surely demanding good deals at least Riga has a contract this time around a longer one mm. uh, as well and yet again we've been lied to firstly lying about Carol Fry being interim head coach while search for a permanent one was going on which it obviously wasn't and then after becoming the first club in history to sack an interim head coach the club announced the search for a new manager had begun which it hadn't I don't think Roland frantically scrolling through his contacts on his phone offering the Charlton job to anyone who takes it qualifies as an extensive search the plus side to all this unnecessary drama is that we're getting a lot of coverage in the national press. Adrian Durham and Darren Goff talks about it on TalkSport and Sky Sport News has even written a piece on our managerial merry-go-round on their website. On another note, Tony Watt leaving for £2 million this week. Would Riga have been able to deal with what the way Fry and Luzon couldn't? All the best to everyone on the show, Freddie Wells. Uh, P.S. Also feeling a bit silly about singing Razor's praises the other week. And getting the name on the back of, of my Charlton shirt. For starters, <laughs> that's an expensive mistake yeah. because I've, I don't know if they charge by, by the letter still. <laughs> you just have Reza, wouldn't you? 
<coughs> you don't want to have good janitor on it. That'd be yeah. fortune, wouldn't it? You'd have to get two shirts and, and tie them <laughs> next to each other. Uh, interesting, actually, he talks about Tony Watt. And I think this email was sent three days ago. So this mm. was when the, the Tony Watt deal, like, certain, he was certain to be going to Cardiff for £2 million. And so now... Uh, it's, it's one club in, in, in a bit of a shambles trying to sell a player to another one because now they've gone in, in under a transfer embargo so they can't even uh, buy him off us despite the fact they'd already sold Kenwin Jones to Singapore or somewhere like that. So yeah. interesting. Um, we, I currently don't know what's going to happen with Tony Watt. Do you think there's a, a chance it'll come back? And I mean, Rich Corley suggested that we might therefore have to sell other players mm. uh, because of the budget. Do you think there's a chance he'll come back and now it is a different manager that we might even try and get something out of him now? I don't know. I think um, the whole scenario has probably um, caused us a little bit of a black hole because I think... Uh... you stop saying hole, please? It's bringing back bad oh, memories. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because they probably were banking on the uh, X amount they were going to get from Cardiff because obviously the loan deal, when it went through, the earliest they could have gone through, the transfer was the 15th, which was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. So obviously they've had now an embargo and they can't do it. They've asked asked if they could reloan him and we've said no so that obviously it has to mean we're either planning on selling him to another or he's going to have another chance here that's the only two ways otherwise if you just want shot of him you just say yeah okay see you later but i think it's going to be a problem because we're going to have to try and offload him to someone else now with those funds we might have been banking on using for another player um so it's all up in the air at the moment i think but um it's important. Was, it's important. It gets dealt with quickly, yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah, I was Running saying, out of time. I was saying to Lewis um, as we arrived. I said, uh, if 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 um, he's going to be given another chance, if, um, or you know, if he's going to have a get, have another crack at under Jose or Jose, which is Jose or Jose, Jose, Jose under Jose, then yeah, we just need to sort of knock it on the head and then just crack on instead of it. We're all up in limbo at the moment, so that's what we need to do, I think, in terms of uh, Tony. What? 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 Yeah, uh, we've had a, a few tweets in asking about the, the, our thoughts on Tony Watt situations. We, we've hope uh, we've answered it there. Kevin Kraut says if we don't sign any uh, other players, we won't win another game this season. Might not even score a goal. Peter Pierce, uh, afternoon, evening, either. Uh, Peter says can't get any worse. Six nil. I ask you, eleven goals conceded in a week. It's a joke. I am not laughing. Uh, and then he carries on to say, and this is uh, you know, uh, make sure you get ready to because he's asking this, and it's a question for everyone listening, really. He says, I'll get pelters, but how will this protest help us win a game, though, or score a goal? How will protests help us win a game? Will it stop us winning games? Will it stop us scoring goals? There was a massive protest for the Sheffield Wednesday game. We won that 1-3-1. Mm. Mm. Um, it's, it's a hard one, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp, you know, if, everyone, if, if you want to protest, you know, then you're more than entitled to do so, but I'm more concerned about everyone getting behind the team uh, as soon as we go in the stadium. Um, I know the last couple of games have been a bit um, off the boil, shall I say? <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, if we all, if we all turn up Saturday and then you know, and then just get behind the players and then worry about the protest after, that's all. That's that's all you can. That's all we can do. You know, as long as we just give our all to the players, you know, because I don't think they 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 they're not choosing to be in this situation or anything. Do you know what I mean? So you know, stop the ironic jeers to the players that everyone, you know. Yeah. The do I ain't going to mention the names because I don't want to give it airtime. But yeah. stop the sarcastic cheers. Just get behind everyone, and then I don't know. Do you think? What do you think? Do you think? I I agree with you completely. Mm. I think that after the week we've had, the most important thing now is that as soon as the players come out of the tunnel on Saturday, that the entire crowd yeah. get behind them, and that and that we bring a big crowd down because at the end of the day, if they want to increase the protest, then they should have a, you know try and get everyone in the ground as well and support the team on. Get yeah. 
you know, target 20k. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Get them, right. get them in and support the team. For, for me, uh, in, in answer to your question, Pete, I think the protests and supporting the team are com- two completely separate issues, and they can and they can go together. You mm. can protest and you can still support the team. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I think if you if you're worried about saying all the protests isn't going to help us score a goal, it isn't going to help us win a game. Unfortunately, nor is what's going on here anyway. Mm. And that's what's mm. being protested against. And we are not winning games. We are not scoring goals. And that was before the protest started. So, you know, to, to suggest that the protests are making it worse, de- debatable. But like I say, mm. I, I think if you can protest before and after the game, sure, do it if you want to, if that's your view. You know, go for it gung-ho. During the game, let's get behind the lads because, oh, like we said, we, we, all, we all want Charlton to stay up. There's, yeah. we, um, and everyone knows that. But, yeah, so that's, that's a good question, Pete, and I'm glad you tweeted it in. I'm sure if anyone wants to, to come back to that as well, um, uh, please feel free. Uh, Richard Just, uh, Justin says that uh, MK Dons Robinson uh, said that Diego was too similar to, to Darren Potter, so they obviously had a player already in that in that uh, position. Kevin Kraut says, do we have any scouts in this country after Phil Chappell left? We do have one. I've forgotten his name, but I think he was he was the scout for the academy, and he's been pushed up as we do with everyone to the interim mm. scout for the first team <laughs> since scout. since uh, Chapel's left. Brian Cole says that Gucciano Jab will fit on my shirt. Well, Brian, that's not for us to say, but if, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> uh, um, thanks for thanks for your tweet. In I say eleven hundred miles this week, and I, I tweeted Brian after the Huddersfield game. I was like, I tweet. I mean, I meant it for all the Charlton fans. He went up there. Uh, as you know, tra- travelled, gave up probably a day or two off work to mm. go and watch that channel. So they deserve so so much better for their support. Right, let's get on to these emails because we've got a few. We've got just uh, just under half an hour left to get through for the show. So uh, the holder, Paul Paul Griffiths says, "Dear gang, well, just when we thought it could not get any worse, it certainly has done this week. Except for the week we shut the gates at the Valley and set off the play at Selhurst Park. Has there ever been a worse week in our club's history? With a five nil and then a six nil thrashing, the team has clearly fallen apart." Amazed to see a statement that we have sorted the problems with the team from Roland du Chatelet. Clearly, they lack any organisation and any leadership on and off the field. And that is a good point, actually, because obviously Roland's comments that um, may or may not have initially been written about the man with the unpronounceable name, Nibosa <laughs> Vignovic, and then changed to be about Jose Riga the next day. Um, a comment <laughs> suggested that, it, they, that they'd uh, move to uh, sort out these issues with recruitment in January. And the way it was written by Roland... Mm. Um, is suggested that he um, almost that he thinks it's done now and sure hopefully I not I hope not and it, it, if he <laughs> does think not. that I'm sure Jose will be in his ear to tell him that that's not it's not done yet yeah I think that's that's one thing we can sort of be happy about is that Jose <coughs> is going to get in his ear yeah and hopefully we can recruit a couple of people over the you know over this window that are going to come in and change it and turn yeah. it around Paul's, uh, Paul's email continues. Off, off the field fast continues to get worse. If you wrote a book with this plot, you would be told it was too unreal. And the amount of people I've heard over the last <laughs> couple of weeks saying, oh, I'm going to write a book about my time at this club uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, is very interesting. A week ago, we seemed uh, yet to appoint Riga again after the Colchester debacle. And then we gave uh, Carol Fry another game just to see how much worse he can make it. Uh, we then have to defeat at Huddersfield, followed by the tunnel meeting and the manager doing a runner onto the bus. And now this is a funny point, which uh, I don't think has actually got out there yet, but um, the best bit, and there is a best bit, about uh, Carol <laughs> refusing to come and speak to us, the press, uh, and running off to go to the bus, is that he left He left the tunnel and went out to get on the bus and it weren't there. He had to come back in for a bit. <laughs> and then stand, I don't know if he was hiding in the laundry basket until the bus came. But yeah, no, he went out to get on the bus, it weren't there, he had to come back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, uh, I have to admit, being in, being in that tunnel after the Huddersfield game, and, and the Colchester one, mm. when we knew there was this meeting going on, uh, and then being in it, it was one of the most uh, interesting things that's ever happened to me personally. It was absolutely yeah, fascinating to see 
how much of a, a mess it can be behind behind the scenes at times with uh, mm. with Cal refusing and then putting putting pressure on on the club's other employees because they they have to provide yep. someone to the media and in, in the end it was uh, Henderson and Cal because my understanding is that Carol told Jason not to do it Jason Yule mm. not to do it yeah. When I accidentally sent my infamous tweet, I'm sure we'll get retweeted out of context in years to come that Jason Yule's currently in the shower. Which on its own, which on its own, sound it sounds really weird, uh, and it is. Um, uh, the next, we virtually announced the Serbian Uspes manager, who I understand speaks little English, and then change the plan and go back to Riga. Of all the things under this current ownership, Riga to me was the bright spot first time round. So in many ways, I'm sad to see uh, to see him back, as this is just going to end so badly. It will sour my view of him. RD and KM just need to go and we need new owners who will care about the club. Best wishes to all uh, from Paul. So thanks, Paul, uh, for your email. Uh, I mean, that is the problem. Obviously, like Jose mentioned it in his, uh, in his post-match yesterday, that he, think, he knows that I think Charlton fans do appreciate it. And I mm. think Charlton fans do like him. A nice bloke. And I think yeah. I mean, we, when I was playing the interview, uh, you guys said off-air that he speaks so much better, better than Carroll. And that was mm. my initial reaction as well. He speaks. There was no, there was no like pumping out the excuses. There, there was mm. a little bit, you know, we were playing a good team, which we were playing a good yeah. team. But it was mainly that he he talks about our weaknesses in our players, in our you know how how the morale is. He talks about our weaknesses. He didn't try and sugarcoat it like the previous manager did, and I think that is important because you have to mm. face up to it and you have to manage the fan base. If if, if Jose had come out yesterday and suggested that we were the better team for eight minutes, when well, I we did actually start okay, yeah. he would have been laughed out, and that would have been a terrible start. So clearly, media brains better switched on already. Yeah, definitely. I think like like you said earlier, he <coughs> he says it as it is, and doesn't hide behind excuses or, or anything like that. And that, that can only be positive in the long run, especially on the players, because I know I know me and all my friends watching that Stephen Henderson uh, interview after Col- uh, not Colchester, Huddersfield, was like one of the hardest things I've had to watch. And I think that you know, Carroll probably didn't have to give uh, an interview because he, he was probably already gone. Carroll, Carroll already knew... Probably already knew before the game that it was definitely his last game, but he certainly mm. knew after he got beaten that yeah. he wasn't going to like. If that was his, if we turned around and won five 0 perhaps he might have been given another chance. But I think he knew that if he'd lost that game, uh, then he was done. So as far as he's concerned, he was sacked. He, he, yeah. he was no longer an employee of Cholton. They were just happening to give him a lift home. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he felt no desire to do the interview, but. You know, um, I, I did point this out. I was chatting with someone during the week, and I said, you know, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers knew he was sacked before Liverpool played Everton this season, and he mm. went out and still did his post match. And I think that, I think that's slightly bigger. Yeah, I think the slightly bigger man. I think you know, and uh, anyone who read my piece in the South London Press, and I, I hate to say this because like I know, I know Carroll is a nice bloke, uh, mm. but I think the the mess that this club just ripped it out of him, and he got all defensive, and he he was just he just had enough, and he just did not want to speak to us, and that was you know it's a shame, but you, I can understand that it from both. Sides, I still think he should have come out. If if not for him, if, if, to at least apologise to the two hundred or so Charlton fans yeah. who made he made that trip on a on a Tuesday night. Uh, Chris Davin says it gets worse and worse. Riga is as useless as the rest of the nobodies we've had in the hot seat since the great man Sir Chris Powell left. Why people celebrated his return, I don't know. He's Roland's number one son. Although as I've already said, <laughs> I believe I believe that Roland and Riga don't get on as well as as perhaps as, think, as perhaps yeah. Chris thinks here. What sort of bloke gets sacked by the same governor three times and then comes back for more? This team will have no heart, gutless leadership, pathetic. Lenny's team of 85-86, who despite leaving the Valley and playing in front of 4,000 crowds, gained promotion, never let their heads drop looking for excuses. Surely this lot should have their personal pride despite the goings-on uh, goings off the pitch. They are, by, they are by and large either not good enough, not interested, or both. I'm sick of it as for the signings that Roland claims to have addressed our situation 
Johnson way past it rubbish Williams unfit rubbish Poyer uninterested rubbish where do we go from here I think uh, in Chris's case maybe for a sit down <laughs> I mean, the the anger that's come through from Chris's email there, you will see it from so many Charlton fans because of what's happening. And you know, I, I make I make a sarky comment there, but Chris is has every right to feel like that, and most of us probably do anyway. Oh, definitely, it's, it's hard. I mean, even even me yesterday at half time and full time, you sort of there's a point where you wanna you wanna shout and scream and swear and do whatever, but it sort of takes it out of you. And I suppose some people are gonna gonna sort of express their anger and disappointment in different ways. Mm. Um, the point he makes about the, you know, the, the team spirit and the togetherness under Riga. I mean, you look at you look at what he did last time, when when he was here. The little when we set up against Watford, and there was that big old team photo he was in, and he gave a speech. And yeah. you know, I I don't think we can fault him for for any of that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand where he's coming from that he's he's frustrated that it is another network employment. And but I think you've got to got to be realistic in a sense that it's the best we're going to get out of the network. Yeah. And I'm a lot happier. With yeah. Riga than I would have been. With uh, while while the, 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 the current guy. ownership are here, then I think that there is, they, like you say, the best we're going to get. And, mm. you know, as well, I'm sure that the fans who are protesting, asking for the owners to, to sell up and leave, I'm sure that they know as well as the rest of us do that we have to, we have to be in the championship if we want to be mm. a viable option to be to be purchased. So you felt, yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. Good. I just noticed a tweet on tw- on Twitter. There isn't directed at us, but someone retweeted it. And it's quite funny. It says, uh, it says from Goodbye Horse. It says Charlton Board have dismissed claims by fans they don't know football, saying we were only one convert try away from beating Hull <laughs> uh, right back uh, we'll do one more email then a quick break uh, Joseph Duran says guys lots going on where do we start demonstrations that le- let's leave that up to a card and I'll see the new uh, I think it's coalition against Roland du Chatelet yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. uh, that's going to be interesting I'm sure in, in the the week to come because I'm sure they're, they're planning something for the Blackburn game I might try and see if I can get uh, some quotes from someone uh, either before the Blackburn game or on the day of the Blackburn game for for is that next week? Yeah, for next week's show. Uh, uh, but Joseph goes on. Uh, Jose has not held a training session. He picked the best players he had from what he knew of the team. Next week will be a test after he's held some training sessions. Let's give him a chance. But we must remember he doesn't have the quality he had last time. When you are working and your colleagues say you are rubbish, you're doing it wrong or being dismissive of you. This affects you and you start to believe all the negative stuff people are saying. I know this from my job. Oh, your colleagues should be nicer to you. Uh, <laughs> but when they give you a little praise, give you a well done and show encouragement, my work improves and I feel better and I believe in myself. And that, I mean, that is simple uh, morale stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Joseph is, is talking sense there. Uh, mm. So let's show the players that we believe in them. Let's encourage them. Let's cheer them. Mistakes will happen. Balls will get passed to the wrong player and miss and miss hit. But let's rebuild their confidence. Let's stop booing them. Let's, say they're, let's stop saying they're rubbish. Saying, earn your, earn your ex, show some passion. Uh, let's just get behind the team, which I fully agree with. He says, yeah, to, the, to the fans, Charlton is a passion. To most players, it's a living, work, a job, a wage, pays the mortgage, puts the children through school. Uh, don't judge them by your passion, but by their work. When you, had a, when, you, when you had a manager you were not happy with, did you always work to your full potential? However, when a new manager comes along, your attitudes might change. So give the players a chance to show it's not just a wage check. The players not tweeting this week, I say good. Shows the manager has told them no public tweets about their performance. Leadership, I call it. Charlton have always been a different club. I remember as a young boy going to the game and having a man talk to me like an adult. My opinion was valued. This was different. We all chose to support Charlton. We could have picked the likes of Arsenal, Man U, Liverpool, etc. We think we own this club because we, we got them back to the football it's our football club. However, reality is different. Times have changed. Not all change is good, but times have changed. Roland will do what he likes with his money. We have no influence over him. We get into bed with him. We have to sleep with him until he kicks us 
out of bed. I mean, I hope we, we don't have to take that last bit too literally. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't agree uh, with, with the end bit about it's Roland's decision to be making. Mm. And I think, I mean, obviously we've seen plenty of protests recently. Um, Roland, Roland can be moved. Like he, he, he's not completely infallible. And we saw he got rioted out pretty much the standard of the age. He, he got dissuaded to, to bring in Novoshevignovich this week. You know, he's, yeah. he's not, he's not completely, he's not, not going to just completely ignore people, is he? No, <laughs> no, he's not going to ignore because, um, yeah, so say his name again. Novoshevignovich. That's the one, yeah. So with that whole, obviously he's been persuaded by um, someone or people in the club. So yeah, I think, I don't think we should just sit there and, you know, just say, oh, well, he can do what he wants because that's what surely and Catrian and Richard Murray should be sort of um, helping out with. Richard Murray said that right at the beginning that he would be using, um, bringing his wealth of knowledge uh, to the board as a non-exec. So that's that's what he's there for. So I don't, yeah, I don't think we should just sort of say, you know, it's, it's his money so he can do what he wants because that's not really how you're going to get anywhere, not even at a football club, in business. So just in general, you ain't going to get anywhere like that with that sort of mentality. So yeah. I disagree with that last bit. Right, on to the, uh, onto the forum. Uh, Ian, uh, I am Dan on the forum. Every time I'm posting something now, at the moment he just, he just tells me to, to jog on uh, because I think he's had enough of me uh, reporting. Well, he, told, he told me to do one. I think he's only joking. But every, he said um, every time I post up an interview or something, it's just bad news at the moment. So I think he wants me to, to shush. But uh, uh, evening, I am Dan. I do find your post quite funny. Thanks, uh, Thanks for, for messaging us. Uh, VFF says a decent football team needs a manager to pick players of character who fit into the squad. Charlton being second bottom is a reflection that flawed are, of that flawed RD strategy that's got to change. That it will, though. That's why RD has to go. RD doesn't learn from mistakes or listen to advice that something in the master plan is not working. Like I say, we, we've seen a chink in RD's armour in terms of the fact he didn't bring in the Bosch of Ignovich. That's about ten times I said that. Now. Um, <laughs> I'm showing off now. Uh, uh, but I still think, like I say, even though we, I think people generally like Jose. Like I say, I, I was charmed by him yesterday. First time I actually spoke to him, I think I think his head seems screwed on. I think he will challenge Roland a bit. That is still one of his boys, isn't it? It's one, it's one of his lads. Yeah, that, that's where people are unhappy. But I mean, like you said, you, you know, he's, he's a likable character. I liked him the first time, and I, and I like him now. And I can only hope that he's going to have a good effect on this struggling squad with the confidence that they're lacking and everything like that I hope that he can he can instill it with a few new recruits and I think uh, people are going to be frustrated for a little while but I I think that we can see it as a positive that he that Roland has been sort of turned away from Vinjevic that I nearly nearly got right (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah I mean what what can you say people are going to be divided aren't they it's it is another network appointment yeah. which is going to upset people. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it will take much of the edge off any protesting. To be honest, no, I, I, I still think people against the the owners here from from, from what you pick up from, from speaking to other fans. Um, right, this is an email that I've uh, I noticed in the inbox uh, uh, this afternoon. I've been looking forward to, to to reading this one because it's not from a Charlton fan; it's from a Blackpool fan. We'll see if there's a, if there's any club giving us a run for our money in the weirdly run stakes at the moment. It's it's, it's certainly Blackpool with the Oysters up at. Up, up on the coast, and uh, and uh, yeah, so Kevin Maguire says, Hi guys, my name's Kevin, I'm a Blackpool fan who can emphasise 
uh, with your situation you currently find your football club in. It's really sad to see another club in a similar situation to us and hope you manage to turn things around before it's too late. Although our situations are different, the thing we want is the same. We want our club back. I hope the media start to realise that there is a trend happening in English football with the way clubs are controlled and could quickly snowball to more clubs if it's not nipped in the bud soon. Uh, every fan of every club needs to unite and help in getting the attention for the FA to intervene before it's too late. Keep protesting, keep making your voices heard, keep putting pressure on the clueless idiots at the top. We are the fans, these are our clubs, we want them back. And he ends it with hashtag Roland out, hashtag Oyster now. So there's a bit of a, he's obviously picked that up. I mean, uh, um, the, uh, Charlton over the last, I'd say since the Forest game, we've been all over the media. I've never known, apart from maybe we're in the Premier League, I've never known Charlton be talked about so much. No, I agree. I saw it, the guy in the was it the guy in the sun. Tom Barkley was it? Possibly. No, it's not McKenzie. Oh, oh, Kevin McKenzie. Kevin yeah. McKenzie. He's a Kevin, proper wrong in that yeah. guy. Is he? <laughs> yeah. He's a Charlton fan as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, well. No, he's a fan of every London club at different times. But yeah, uh, but he, he did. He did. He did write about it. Yeah. yeah, he did write about it in there. Um, there's better people. There's better people we can <laughs> we can talk about in in, in newspapers. We have talked about it. But like I say, I mean, we did a show a couple of weeks ago. We had a couple of clips from uh, Sky, from from the Guardian mm. podcast. I mean, we, we, we're all over the place and obviously picked up by uh, by the by the Blackpool fan there, Kevin, and, and we thank him uh, for his email and for his, uh, his sympathy, I guess, uh, or his empathy, I guess, because I say, what's going on at Blackpool? I mean, I remember we went to Blackpool towards the end of last season and won 3-0 in front of an announced crowd of 9,000, which could have been no more than 3,000, of which about 10% of those were Charlton fans. It's so, so miserable. And, you know, the way Charlton seems to be going at the moment, that, that could be us soon. And yeah. you just don't want it to happen. No. Uh, right, Ro- Robin Lisbon uh, says, uh, first of all, thanks to you guys for giving us a platform to unload. On the pitch, the confidence is obviously completely gone. And without the best experienced managers in the business, we can do nothing but hurt all over as we watched our beloved club get destroyed. I would like to listen to a debate about the football on the pitch, but not the horror of what's going on right now. And we should certainly, uh, we should certainly not accept Riga. So instead, surely we need to talk more about the future. And that's nothing short of new ownership. To have a future, the next step seems to be quite simply about bringing fans together under the strength of the new Charlton card leadership. So I think the uh, the, the uh, campaign we mentioned, there, the card campaign, the pressure over the weeks has been building on Mary and the board. They're clearly deflated. And if the fans uh, step that up, they will go. Their positions are already untenable. They've all failed. And worse still, they've lied to us and refused to communicate. It's almost criminal. Our amazing fans have been peaceful and patient. It's important fans remain peaceful, but patience is up. We should, na- we should not now rest until Roland sells. If he doesn't, we must continue to show him that we will not accept any more of his weird ideas or people. By accepting anything Roland now puts forward, including Riga, we, re- we release our club into the Football League abyss. So he's obviously clearly against the, the Riga situation, against everything that's happening here. And you know, the, the, there are people right at the extremes of, of everything, and, and you can understand why. Yeah, I mean, you can have some people that are totally against Riga and you can have some that are sort of on the fence. Um, but again, it's it's not Riga that's the it's the whole policy because, like we've always alluded to, so Riga, Riga's the best of a bad bunch, but we need to change the policy because we need, I still think, in my opinion anyway, I still think you need someone uh, experienced in this league. I mean, he, uh, Riga does have experience a little bit. Let's be honest, it has a little bit, um, but I think we need someone quite established to get us out of this mess. But it's going to take a big overhaul, it's going to take a ch- change in strategy and thinking of the whole club, I think, at the moment, because we've got a lot that needs to change. 
from top to bottom, I think. Right, 10 minutes left here on Channel <laughs> Live this evening. We've still got about 11 emails. So if you're in the in the process of typing an email, perhaps just uh, save it into drafts and, and save it for next week. So we're not gonna, again, we're not going to get over this. So every, <laughs> every show we've done over the last three weeks has gone well, over time. Hour, yeah, last half hour, everyone seems to get yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's, in a swing of it. Yeah, clearly. I mean, it's good to see that people <laughs> yeah. are listening, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah thanks. So, uh, thank you all for emails. This is Bobby, uh, Bob Liskum. He says, Evening, it always occurred to me that perhaps the players are so down about the way that, in which the club is being run is now being reflected in their performances. What other reason could there be for two really poor performances? Conceding 11 games in two goals is more than just pay- players having an off day or two. And it was interesting, in Hendo's <laughs> interview after the Huddersfield game, he said that uh, he that he personally thinks that what's going on upstairs, and for starters, that's the first time we've heard a player even, even mention it. Yeah, yeah, come close to referencing it. He said he thinks what's going on upstairs has been used as an easy excuse for, by the players, mm. and that's got to stop. So... Perhaps it is, I mean, it is clearly affecting them, and, and that's what Henderson says, but he says it has to stop. Uh, Bob continues, uh, Riga's job is a million times harder than the last time, as he had Chris Powell's people there to support him day to day. Apart from Jason Yule, they've all realised what a mess the club would be in and got out. What made Riga take the job, knowing the issues he had before, would still be there. He says he has come back for the good of Charlton and not do Chatelet. Will the transfer policy change and a whole lot of experienced quality championship players arrive in the next couple of weeks? I doubt it. Questions need to be asked as to why someone like Roger Johnson was given an 18-month contract. I've already explained why I'm certain that happened because he, he, he was offered a six-month one and he told mm-hmm. you to sort it off, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now stuck with him. <laughs> a contract until the end of the season would have been better. It's not as if we are we were competing for his signature. What a mess. And then he puts P.S. Blackburn having one in six. Although I dare say he won't be saying that after next time. <laughs> um, like I say, um, a con- the problem with Ronan's the way he deals with people, in my opinion is he alienates people and therefore people don't want to work for him unless there's a big contract on offer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, every time <coughs> that he's dismissed someone, uh, Bob Peters being an example, they've sort of come out a few days later in the press and explained everything, haven't they? Like he's, yeah. With, with Guy Luzon especially, I remember yeah. him you know, saying that he, he felt quite hard done by because be, of the injuries. It'd be interesting to see if Rich Corley's getting into, into Carroll's ear now for a... Yeah, exactly, yeah. He certainly won't be giving that exclusive to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, Nicholas Selby uh, says hi guys it was only ever going to be Jose Riga after all Roland only wants managers from his network and obviously doesn't want to pay out for a proven mm. championship manager also it seems like these managers enjoy getting sacked by him and then they are deemed good enough to appear at one of his other clubs I mean that is the loyalty to Roland that some of these people do I mean Luzon's worked with him in two three different clubs mm. I mean Jose mm. has done he's come back although he's clearly implied that he's not here for, for Roland but and he's mm. here for Charlton and I can't understand getting sucked into the, the Charlton mentality and you know people come and play for this club work for this club and they never mm. go away I mean, I don't, I'm not asking them to go away but <laughs> they, <laughs> they, um, they, uh, they, they, they hang around because Charlton is such a special club and you know I, you could believe that's what's happened with Jose and he did, he did seem to like it here but um, uh, Nicola uh, carries on I think it's come uh, quite obvious now with uh, having one of the lowest budgets in the championship a CEO who doesn't know what she is doing it seems like she has disappeared at the moment being told to keep a low profile there has been there has to be another motive behind the way the club is run what is it sell the value and then move us to a nice little stadium fit for league one produce players and see them playing in the premier league for someone else found it uh, I, don't, I don't think that'll be the case by the way i, I don't think i don't think there'd be any money in, in selling uh, the value just wouldn't and then building a, a ground somewhere else mm-hmm. so I, I don't think that's the case um found it funny that cardiff had been placed under transfer embargo poor roland couldn't get his two million for tony watt but he has asked to come back to us, he must be over the moon. Not looking forward to the match next week, but looking forward to the demonstration. Let's hope uh, thousands attend. So that's Nicola. Thanks for your email, Nicola. Chris uh, says, uh, Hi all. 
I'm personally am glad that Jose has come back. I thought the first time he came to us, it was a very difficult situation. He dealt with it immense, with immense dignity and professionalism. While he's not got vast experience of the championship, and I think that's what we need, he at least has some, both with us and his awful experience at Blackpool. Hopefully, because of the situation, he will have a little leverage with the board with regard to bringing in players, and they will back him. And that's why I think, because he is trusted, you think, I, I assume you must be trusted for, by Roland for him to come in, that he will have, he will have a little say. Uh, that does not detract from my protest about the club's ownership of our club. I'm sure Jose is his own man, as he proved previously here in at Blackpool. Support the team and not the regime. That's uh, that's the email uh, from Chris here. Then we go on to Ken. Uh, Ken says, uh, I know a week is a long time at Charlton, but the ridiculously and frankly unfair idea to put Henderson up to justify that shambles midweek. Where is the CAO, CEO, or come to that any member of the board who should be prepared to face the media? Well, I know they weren't at that game for starters, but you wouldn't you wouldn't expect you know to, for a post match interview, it's got to be a manager or a player. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the manager didn't fancy it. Uh, not sure the football league were too happy about this, and the fans certainly were not. Great credit to Henderson, and I feel an apology by the CEO should be required. What is your view on this? I view this as totally unprofessional on any of them. As as I've already said. I know, I know that Carroll knew he was gone, but I still think he should have manned up and, and done it. I still mm, think yeah. he should have. He was under, like I say, he's, he's, as far as he's concerned, he was no longer employed by the football club, but I think I think he should have manned up and just tried to explain it, personally. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. No, I agree. I think if he had any respect for the players, he would yeah. have He would have just taken yeah. it. Well, Nicola from Ainsford sent another email. She says, also, I forgot to say, my dad's been going to the Valley since 1973, and he says this is the poorest team he has ever seen, and he has seen some <laughs> poor teams. Of course he has. He's coming to the Valley since 1973. Uh, so that's a, that's a fairly <laughs> damning. Uh, Mark Newbury says, uh, the email uh, subject is, ah, which sums it up pretty much. <laughs> so, Evening, chaps. Hey, look on the bright side. At least it wasn't seven and no red cards to ice that cake. This season is pretty much over for us, and a good rebuild in League One next season can be the only thing we can look forward to, apart from losing to Millwall twice. Changing the personnel on the pitch is the same as rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. A team low in confidence and less likely to have a shot than American uh, needs a needs a turning <laughs> point, and getting Riga back is not at, is is not it. This calls for a massive sign to the fans about being serious. This calls for Super Yan. If Panaka. If uh, Pinocchio can get out of her office and drive down to Bournemouth to personally beg him to come back, whatever the cost might be, just might save us. Oh, Jordan Rose next week, he never scores against us. Uh, Mark, uh, one of many fans who's been calling for, for Jan to come back for a while now. I've been chatting to a, a friend of Jan's, and I mean, it was all over the, uh, the sports journal, the sports media over the last few days. It was linked with Reading, but I've heard he's also been linked with Hull now. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd also heard he might be linked with um, a team overseas as well, which would be unusual for him, but, mm. you know, I'd... Whereas I'm sure we we still were trying to get him, I think we are still trying to get him. I think he's got better options. If I'm being honest, yeah. As much as uh, he loves the club, you can't deny that. But I think there's better options out there for him. Uh, Finchy, hello Finchy, says uh, good to see Jose Riga back, but the backbone of this club has gone. Alex Dyer, Ben Roberts, Damian Matthews, and the players are an entirely different character to the team he inherited before. It will be a hundred percent harder for him and that's uh, I think that's pretty that's pretty fair it isn't there is yeah. the the the, uh, the the backroom staff so important the the links that the players had with each other with uh, when Jose was first here the Chris Powell team who were all one big unit I mean we heard the uh, stories about fighting arguments in the dressing room and you expect that in, in any dressing room mm. I guess but perhaps if you're hearing that too much then you, that, that's not a good yeah. sign if there's if there's breakdown especially in this situation that we're in uh, Marcus Alley says we need Jackson's leadership if he's to have to play every game then it could be a relegation battle too far for him we need a centre midfield who can create chances a centre back and a striker and he puts bracket George Tukadian does not count I've heard 
that George Sikian has actually signed for a different loan team now because he has this situation where <laughs> Stour didn't want him. I've heard that he's actually signed for someone else. I have to try and look uh, get that one confirmed for you. Uh, we're we're going to go a couple of minutes over time here on Charlton Live. Just got two more emails to get through. Robert Giles says, Gentlemen, it's a sad time uh, for Charlton at this present moment, but I have a question that perhaps you can help me to understand. I was under the, the impression that within the European community and English law, jobs, when they become available, were advertised to the outside world. Well, i.e. England, so that all could have an equal opportunity for employment. Is this correct? Does this Belgian think he is above the law? Uh, I'm not an employment um, law expert. Is, are either of you two? I don't no, know. I can't say I am. No. Nah, uh, okay. Not on Sundays anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to admit, I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I dare say it's probably not the case with football management. There's probably a way around it somehow. Mm. Uh, how come the managers seem to be appointed within 48 hours of the seconds? Do we not hear of any English managers or indeed any other European or world man- managers being given the chance of an interview or is it that we are bad so bad that no manager even uh, applies your thoughts gentlemen please well, obviously we know that um 20 managers applied when uh, bob peters was sacked hmm. uh, and uh, i'm sure we gave them uh, a quick once over of the cvs um <laughs> all on youtube wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah youtube and yeah mm. uh, uh, ps a great article in the football league newspaper today from chris dunlavy mm. try to read soon uh, coming addicts, we are better than this. That was Rob. Uh, thanks for your email, Rob. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually read. I haven't been able to get a copy of the Football League paper today, but I've seen the uh, the cartoon of yeah, Roland and Katrina. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's funny, that's, a, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth for them, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, uh, how do you think it must feel for their professional pride being slated left, right, and centre now in the media by everyone? You'd hope it would sort of open their eyes a little bit, but mm. I, I don't think it, I don't think they really care. <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know. What do you think, though? Yeah, I, think, I still think they they probably think the project's going well. So I don't think they're I don't think they really care what their um what their what their reputation is. I think it probably hurt them more if it started going over in the Belgian press, where I think a lot of it, where a lot of their other Roland's other businesses and stuff could be affected. Because um, I don't know if he's still involved in the old electronics or whatever he was. Um, prior to, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So it must be making a profit somewhere. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it must. I mean, if it hit him in Belgium, maybe it will be, it be hit him a little bit harder. But yeah, I don't. I, personally, I don't think they really care. Otherwise, they'd do a lot more. To yeah. right, a couple, couple of tweets, and we'll go through the final one. Paul, Mir- <clears throat> Paul Morris says we will lose a whole generation of fans. West Ham are closing, and obviously with the, the move to the uh, Olympic Stadium, Matthew Herbert. Um, he replied to an email from earlier. Says it might be Roland's money, but without supporters, where is the business? Every business needs customers, and they are always right. And obviously, uh, we're not customers, but we are customers at the same time. Uh, Wheeler confirms that George Dukadian plays for ASA Targu Muez. <coughs> oh, great team! <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Finally, Matthew Herbert uh, says, "Evening, guys. With the appointment of Jose, I'm seeing it in a few ways. We need a manager ASAP while the window is still open. Also, Jose did well for us last time and did manage to keep us up in lesser time than he has had this time around. People are furious, as I am as well. But it's not with Jose that I'm furious with. It's with Roland Duchatelet and his posse. Also, Hull was always going to be a difficult game, especially away with the low confidence from Huddersfield." And as someone mentioned in a tweet, he hadn't had time to train with the team. So basically it was Buddy Holly tactics still uh, being used. But I'm also quite concerned about SE7 interview process. If I knew it was just about telling BBC Sport I wanted to save the club, I would have. Um, also with Windecourt named as interim, then a few hours, uh, Jose wouldn't give me any confidence at all for job security. 
I still say loan into what to Cardiff was a stupid decision, and of course there was a bit of um, there's background that we don't know, mm. but there, there is background there. Uh, whole commentators need to learn a bit of respect as well. Uh, obviously, yeah, the, the situation on player yesterday, I understand that Terry couldn't sign in for some reason, and so forth. It was going to be Terry and Liam Happ. Uh, but they couldn't go on, so you were stuck with some northern duo. Well, I dare say we're probably uh, drooling at their team's performance and <laughs> steamrolling uh, a bunch of no marks, really. Yeah. So that was probably, I can imagine that was pretty painful. Finally, he says, Let me ask you guys, do you think Henderson should be keeping his spot in the starting 11 or bring one in on loan or even play Pope? But personally, I think it'll be too much pressure on someone so young. And he adds, Finally, name a stand after Seb. Um, <laughs> the Henderson situation, he's come out and admitting himself he hasn't been playing well this season. He didn't really, he had no chance of winning the goals yesterday, in my opinion, but you know. Uh, Pope, when he when he's come in, he's he's had good games and bad games. Henderson is doing the same, really. I mean, do you think there's a case for Hendo to be dropped? Uh, I'd I'd give him another go. Yeah, personally, I, I mean, would. Pope Pope done really well at Colchester, even though, yeah, well, let's not talk about that. But he had mm-hmm. made some good saves. But yeah, I'd still I'd still give Hendo another. Go. But then if it's another shambolic or you know he makes a couple more mistakes, then you might have to sort of leave him out for the next one because you can't let because otherwise, what's the point in having a sort of a backup goalie if you're never going to use him? So, yeah, I, mean, yeah. You, I think you can look at it either way, can't you? You can think the way his confidence and his form is at the moment, dropping him could either absolutely ruin his confidence completely, or he could think, you know what, maybe I could sit out a week and, you know, sort of regroup. Yeah, try and work and his way back work into it. He'll have two weeks well, we of solid work. We sort of Hamer. I think Powley dropped Hamer once or twice when he was going for a bad patch. And, and mm. Hamer, you know, he was, he was a character. He was, he was one hell of a character, Hamer. But he, he actually knuckled down and worked hard. And after he was dropped, when he came back into the team both times, he improved. And that, that could be a, there could be a case for that for Henderson. But like I say, I think we, we all know what Nick Pope's confidence can be like when it, when it's frag, when it can be fragile, and especially under the amount of pressure he'd be under with the situation we're in. I'm yeah. just not sure if he'd be ready for it at this moment in time, personally. Mm, no. no. Right, uh, we've gone over by about five minutes. So I think that's just about enough of, of Chum and Life for, for one evening. There's only so much you can say about a 6-0 defeat to Hull, isn't there? <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening for all your tweets and your emails. Uh, thank you, Lewis, for coming in. Cheers, Louis. Especially after enjoying that, that performance yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You're obviously a glutton for punishment. Thank you, Nath. No worries, mate. Cheers, mate. I've been your host, Louis Mendes. Don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday evening with the Big Match Preview podcast. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening tonight. And uh, let's pray to God that Jose can do something to keep this club in the championship. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.